we are back with another episode of JR Takes, as always, Ryan and I. Ryan, you got a little new attire there. Uh, little JSN, JSN, baby. JSN action. Um, pretty good week the Seahawks had, um, and we seem to be rolling. We seem to be on this 20-17 to 17 kick lately, and I'm really liking it. And it's honestly, like, I, this team keeps leading me to astray and then bringing me back. And I, it's like giving me 2011, 2007 Giants vibes. <laughs> it really is. I feel yeah. like we could just somehow. I feel like like certain teams match up poorly against others in the playoffs, and it'll just be a recipe for us to somehow ma- make it to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean, this team has been really kind of <laughs> agonizing to watch for a lot of this season, but they've found ways to win. And yeah. that is the most important characteristic that any team can have is that grit. And I think when you string enough of these, you know, heart attack wins together, together, you get kind of a belief going on in the team. And so just to kind of, before we get into the playoffs too much, just to kind of overview that Titans game. Yeah. Man, that was a tough watch for 90% of the game. I didn't get to watch a lot of it because I had to work on mm. Christmas Eve, unfortunately. But um, the moments I did see, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I basically, I turned it on, streamed it on my phone at work, and uh, I had to turn it off and turn it back on multiple times because I was getting frustrated and I was getting my ass kicked in fantasy. So it was just <laughs> a bad weekend for me. And then they turned it around and pulled it out. Um, but yeah, Gino, let's talk about Gino for a little bit because Gino might have saved our season for the second week in a row as a starting quarterback for the Seahawks because we had no run game in this game at all. And while the defense didn't give up a ton of yards or points, they gave up a ton of time of possession. Each team only had seven drives this whole game, which is is a weird game, really Mm -hmm. weird game. Yeah. But the defense just couldn't. I mean, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, and he looked a lot more like the Derrick Henry of old against us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when when Geno needed to deliver, um, he was perfect basically in the second half, and mm-hmm. especially on that game-winning drive, the throw he hits to this guy on third and fourteen. Oh my God, what yeah. a fucking play that was! Also, that catch by Colby Parkinson. Did yeah. you see when he caught it, the other guy's arm was, like, right here. To be able to ignore that and still catch the ball yeah. and then come and down with it. And out-muscle him. Yeah, that was probably one, like, that was the best catch I've ever seen him make, bar none. We and, need to do that way more. Yeah. I mean, you get him matched up against a guy that's, like, 5'11", we know how big Colby Parkinson is. That's an impossible task for them if he can just box him out like Jimmy Graham, you know? Yeah, it almost seems like, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something that NFL insiders know that I don't, but, like, why do so many teams not use six foot eight tight ends to pass or to pass catch? They mainly use them for blocking. And I don't, I, it's not I don't understand that. It's not like, something I understand because maybe we're just too dumb to get it but it seems like hey if you have a guy that's got a foot of height basically in reach on a defender just throw it high to him and yeah see what happens if you get him in single coverage well that's why jimmy graham was so good yeah he was bigger than everyone else and him and colby are basically the same height but i think colby plays with a little more nastiness than, than jimmy ever did mm-hmm. 
Jimmy for sure. was a giant finesse man. He was. He was. He was a uh, well. I guess he still is. Isn't he still on the Saints? Yeah, I kind of can't believe that. I yeah. figured he would. He must have re- just got bored. He's like, yeah, I'll go catch touchdowns. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, but um, yeah, this game was. It was a bit of a weird one. Um, Ryan Tannehill getting sacked on the end of the at the end of the game. There just brought a big smile to my face and the pass rush was pretty damn good this game yeah yeah um but uh the run game i don't know i once we get kenneth walker going i i feel like he's the key to our success um zach charbonnet too i i feel like this game against the steelers is going to be a very ugly slugfest and i hate to say it but after watching these past two games it kind of feels like we're sort of a Steeler type of team. I know. I feel like we're kind of the Spider-Man meme of them pointing <laughs> at each other because we have the same record. We've both both teams have played a lot of ugly football this year, but you know have longtime head coaches that never do worse than seven wins. There's a lot of similarities, but I just think our offense is so much better than the Steelers that we'll have a good chance to pull this out. I'm a little worried about Mason Rudolph. I'm not going to lie to you. They do. Did you see what they did to the Bengals? I did. Yeah. It's yeah. just the name, Mason Rudolph. Like I know. I, I can't put "I'm worried" and Mason Rudolph in the same sentence, <laughs> unless I'm like his head insurance. Yeah. Unless you're worried Garrett. about his health, yeah. then you can put "I'm worried" and Miles or Mason Rudolph in the same. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, he can throw the ball a lot better than Kenny Pickett. That's the only reason why I'm concerned. And he seems to be the only one in that quarterback room that understands to get the ball to George Pickens. I so, know. I wish we were getting fucking Trubisky, dude. He, yeah. Maybe for some reason we end up seeing Trubisky in the game. You never know. That would be so fun. <laughs> I Have we played him we're before? We're 0-1 against Mitch Trubisky. What? 2018 primetime loss against the Bears. I don't even remember that. Whiskey? <laughs> Irish whiskey. Trubisky. Was that the year that no, that wasn't no, Wilson didn't get hurt that year. No, it was when um it was when we first had Brian Schottenheimer as our uh offensive coordinator and Wilson was kind of struggling with him for a little bit, but then it started to click and mm-hmm. that was the year where we like beat Patrick Mahomes at home. Okay. In that, uh, I think it was a Sunday night game. That was a great. That game. was a primetime game. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a excellent game. But uh, yeah, this Steelers team. I mean, they got a really dangerous pass rush first and foremost. I think that's the main strength of this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we look at that coming in on Sunday at one p.m., I believe. This is a home game. Sounds about right. Yeah. So that's that's going to be the main thing I'm looking for is how Charles Cross and Abe are going to hold up against the likes of uh, Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. I think T.J. Watt is literally leading the league in sacks right now. So we've just been on a murderer's row of defenses that we've mm-hmm. been playing this year. But the positive side of that is if we happen to take care of business this Sunday and then go 2-0 against Buckle Up next Sunday... Uh, we're in the playoffs, and we are a team that has been battle-tested going into the playoffs. Yeah. Just got to take care of business first here. It brings me back to uh, Pete a couple weeks ago when he when we were on like a losing streak and he mm-hmm. was like oh this isn't gonna get this isn't gonna get any easier but you know things we're gonna be tested and blah 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 and he makes me think going like yes, that's true if we can win out 
we will be battle tested, like you just said. Mm-hmm. And I mean, kind of like it kind of reminds me of the Mariners two years ago when they had like 30 something one run wins and that they went toe to toe with the Astros and should have won at least one of those games. Yeah. But like and everyone was freaking out about the Eagles winning all these close games and they need they're not blowing anyone out. I I don't really believe in that. I think winning close games means something and says something about your team. But I swear to God, if I watch Najee Harris run all over us on Sunday, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I swear to God. Najee has not been a good fantasy buy for Jonah. No. He he was his rookie year. He was really good. And now he's ass. But uh anyway, um yeah, I about the 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 close wins. I I do think going into the playoffs, if say we make it there, if we're playing a team like the Eagles, I mean, that's We a, already beat them. That's a recipe for at bare minimum 50-50 odds to win that game I feel like because I think the only team in the NFC playoff picture that we really struggle against is the Niners so if they happen to get the two seed and we get the seven seed and we have to play them immediately that might be just a repeat of last year unfortunately but they're barreling towards the number one seed even though they just got their ass handed to them by the Ravens well don't the Rams have to play the Niners in week 18 so if we went out and the Rams likely lose that game, then the Rams would be the seventh seed. But I think the odds on favorites to grab those last two playoff spots in the NFC are us and the Rams, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting because, you know, going into this season, me more so than you, but we were saying that the Rams were rebuilding and going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. And how wrong was that prediction? Well, I didn't think Matt Stafford was going to be healthy. I didn't think he was either. And I, I mean, no one knew who Puka Nakua was. <laughs> and, like, you looked at their roster, you're like, okay, Cooper Cup is out. So they're throwing to Tutu Atwell and Puka. Yeah. Like, what is this going to be? And then it turns out Puka is just the best fucking rookie receiver ever for some r- just dumb reason. Yeah. And, uh,. That's that's been a weird thing to watch, but it's not. It's at the point where it's not a fluke anymore. It's it's pretty legit. That guy's good. I hate to say it, but the Niners are so good that I'm kind of like secretly rooting for the Rams. Me too. Uh, to kind of beat them. I not rooting for them. I'm just. I am in a, in certain scenarios. I feel though. like the Rams are a little a little better structured to beat this Niners team than we are. But I think, I mean, we should have beat the Rams twice. I still think we are a better team than the Rams, but I think them having that dominant presence on defense and Aaron Donald just can make more disruption for Brock Purdy and company. And we have uh, Leonard Williams has been great for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jerron Reed has been having a, you know, renaissance season with us the way leonard there's no aaron donald well the way he's playing is making me not feel so bad about giving away that second round pick because are we gonna get a d lineman better than him we got no. Derek hall he's Dude, not better than leonard him. williams on that last titans drive was a animal he could not be blocked they were they literally could have called holding on every play that the titans ran on that last drive because two guys are just like hanging on for dear life and that's a lot of why Tannehill got sacked twice on that drive is because Leonard Williams was taking up two guys and then John Reed or 
um, someone yeah, else gets free. Yeah, that final Draymond Jones sack, I think that's who it was. I was think, it? yeah, it yeah. was. It was funny because I, I watched it a couple times because I was like, how the fuck did he do that? Because he was like... He had to run around like the entire a wall of men to get to him. Mm. It was just like hilarious. But. Yeah, <laughs> it's sweet to watch this defensive line on the Seahawks start to gel a little bit, though, because I feel like besides that Giants game, they haven't been getting a ton of pressure. But these last few games, even even against the Niners, they were getting pressure. It's just the the secondary had a rough one, both outings against the Niners. But uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It seems like our pass rush is now a strength, or at least trending towards a strength. But the old bugaboo of the run defense is still a problem, and I don't really know what we can do to fix it at this point in the season. Like, does well, Jamal help with that? Maybe, but he hurts a ton with pass defense. So, I kind of like what we're getting out of Julian Love right now. Same, to be honest though. Yeah, well, and about the run game, I think we really. I think we'll get a lot of answers this weekend because the Steelers' run game is bad. <laughs> they should not be able to run on us. Yeah. Um, so they're if, certainly not trying out Derrick Henry. No, no, they're not. Um, but I guess I don't know. Do you want to move on, on off the t- Titans game and do score predictions? Sure. Yeah. I I think I've said all there really has been to say about it mm-hmm. from my point of view. But I think we're going to win this Steelers game, and I unfortunately think it's going to be probably really similar to last week, and you know our hair is going to be getting gray by the end of this season. But I think we win the game uh, 21-18. to 18. Mm, I like that score. Um, I'm going to say we win 17-13. Mm, I, could, I could totally see low, that. Low it's going to be like a... It's probably going to be like a seven to six halftime score. I'm going to say, Steelers get two more field goals, and then we get a touchdown and a field goal at some point in the second half. I could see it. It will be brutal to watch, but we just need <laughs> we just need to escape with a W and move on to buckle up to close out the season. Yeah. Um, so around the league, what's going on playoff picture-wise and some, some pretty big stories of the last week? Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you saw the Russell Wilson interview. Um, I did. It was hard to watch. Yeah, I was. We Colby and I watched it like an hour ago, and it was like we haven't really seen... It kind of made me think two things, like how I used to get annoyed with Russ's robotic personality I feel like I honestly have changed my mind about that now because think about the what he did for us with that robotic personality. He took us to two Super Bowls. He was always laser-focused in every game he played in. Mm-hmm. And fast forward to today, he just got benched, and they were like Kansas, or, uh, Denver was borderline like blackballing him or blackmailing him to fucking – sit the bench so or or restructure his injury clause and it's like he's still being positive even after mm. all that he's still like you know i still love this team i still love these guys and i'm still gonna give it my all and, and it's just like damn he's still doing this even though like he's at his rock bottom essentially yeah. and it's it's really weird because it's not like he's been playing bad i know he's been taking more sacks than he'd like to see and there's i mean but that's russell wilson he's always been that yeah, he just gets got more often than he used to because he's not as quick. But he was playing good football for the Broncos. You know, he was good for 
I mean, 240 passing yards and two touchdowns a game, maybe one turnover at most, but not. he's really got the turnovers under control this season. So I don't know. It, the whole thing just – I just think it's a really bad look from the Broncos organization because it was obviously a mistake to make the trade in the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you took a swing and, you know, not all of them work out. And I think I think they're just trying to paint him as the scapegoat of the whole situation well, so Sean Payton can, you know, shield himself from Yeah, I hate blame. Sean Payton. Dude, I think he's so, a total dickhead. He's just sucks. Yeah. He's I, just an asshole. He seems like a genuinely mean human being. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of his, uh, though. I... I I was telling this to Colby earlier, best case scenario though for Seahawks fans, because now we can root for Russell now that he's out of Denver, whatever he does, whatever, however many Super Bowls he wins has nothing to do with us because he's, we, he's no longer on Denver. The trade is done. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, now we can root for Russ. We can still wish the worst things for Denver, which makes me happy. Yeah. And uh, I hate them. Even I mean, I, I didn't necessarily hate Denver before, but I do like I'm just rooting for that whole thing to just blow up and well, continue to blow up. And it's like how long have they gone without having a franchise quarterback? Why are you letting Russ go after 2 years? Yeah. He's playing good. He's playing even last year, which was a bad year objectively. He still put up better numbers than anyone they've had since Peyton Manning. Yeah, and so it's like I I just I don't get it. And Colby and I were talking about the the contract earlier when we you were saying Colby was telling me that whatever Denver if they cut him, whatever team signs him, they they have the leverage because they Denver will have to match like whatever Russ is owed like thirty seven million or something like that. He's owed eighty seven million in one season. Mm-hmm. His dead cap hit, if they release him, is eighty-seven million minus whatever a new team signs him for. Yeah, so the new team is only like if they sign if Russell signs like a five million one year, whatever the number is, the other team just pays that to the Broncos, and then the Broncos have to give them the the, the eighty-two difference. million. Yeah, yeah. So, so if I was another team, like. It, I mean, it's crazy. I, I think it actually sets up a really interesting scenario here where you have a team like the Falcons that has awesome playmakers on offense, and maybe they load up in the draft on defense. Get Desmond Ritter the fuck out of there. He sucks. Sign Russell Wilson for $5 million on a one-year deal, and then make Denver eat $82 million fucking dollars in cap. And then you have a way better quarterback on a bargain who... I mean, if you look at it from Russ's perspective, in a perspective, terrible division, too, in a terrible division, with in a dome, and you know, it's really at this point in Russell's career, he needs a good run game. They got Bijan and Tyler Algier. That's yeah. one of the best one-two punches in the league. Uh, I would love to see Wilson on the Falcons that next would year. Be actually, not the Raiders, dude. That's where you go and die. Yeah, I don't think that would work out. Although he would have, I would I wouldn't mind the Raiders because I do like the coach that the Raiders have. The I interim do like coach. Him. He yeah. seems to be. He, he seems, seems to like have... he would vibe a lot better with Russ than, than obviously than Sean Payton did. Arthur Smith, no, <laughs> that guy needs point. to go. I guess uh, I, I feel like Russ would kind of just walk all over Arthur Smith, honestly. <laughs> but that might not be a bad thing because Arthur Smith is a moron. Well, it's... he he acts like he has like like no name players on offense and just doesn't understand how to use 
like the most talented tight end in the league, one of the best like potential receivers in the league. It's it's frustrating to watch. <laughs> yeah, he needs to go. Well, and you were you heard about his dad being like the FedEx the yeah. founder of it. Yeah. He's a billionaire baby. Yeah. I'd be I'd be worried if I was a Falcons fan on his tenure there. Yeah. That would that would scare me. I know. It's going to be fascinating. Well, and it would be funny. Obviously, I was just joking around, but like what if Pete and Russ conjured up this whole scheme to trade Russell to Denver and then Pete's like, "All right, you're going to have to suck for 2 years. You're going to be a double agent. You're going to just make them terrible so we get really good draft capital and then you'll come back to Seattle in 2 years and we'll win Super Bowls together." What if we trade Gino to the Broncos for two oh. first round picks, two second round picks and a fifth? We just keep doing this every 2 years. That would be nice. I would like that. I would feel bad for Gino for having to go there, but <laughs> but he would get paid. Yeah, wouldn't feel too bad for him. Yeah, they love they love to give away their money in draft picks. It's their yeah. favorite thing to do. Yeah, it's it's well, and it's the the Walmart family. So I'm happy. I'm I'm glad they're giving their money away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, fuck that whole organization. Yeah. Yeah. And their fans. They're, they're so annoying. <laughs> Always arguing with me on the internet. Like three weeks ago, they were like, we won the Russ trade because he's playing elite. And now they're like, we wanted to get rid of Russ anyways. Like, you guys are, are morons. They are deranged. They have no idea what's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny how three weeks in the NFL can be such a drastic change because yeah. I was even kind of like, Oh shit, the Denver Broncos are playing really good. We've lost four in a row. Yeah. I and... don't know if I am thinking we won this trade anymore. And now fast forward. No, we did. We were just panicking even if a little bit. Was playing good, it's like still I think it's... even if he like won playoff games for them, we still won the trade. Look at the list of players we got. We got like this many players compared to, this it's like when the rams traded for stafford for like the lions absolutely won that trade even though the rams won a super bowl the lions got a shitload of picks and got a quarterback who's playing good in jared goff yeah so they're a playoff they're are they looking like what's the Lions? they're 11 and 4 yeah they're they're the the three seed force yeah they're the three seed yeah they could get the number one seed if things play out a certain way but it's not likely that would be weird. The Lions getting a bye week. I know. It sounds like a dream. I, I mean, is this the first division title they've won in our lifetime? I think, I think it is. so. Yeah, I think because, it's been since 93. Uh, yeah, because I heard on the radio the other day it was when Bill Clinton uh, was first president. Wow. The first, yeah. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's pretty bizarre. I feel like, I don't know, the Bucks. they're... Winning the South as of now. Yeah, they, they have to like, play the Saints still, but which I think they'll win. Yeah, I Derek thought the Saints Carr looks terrible. I thought the Saints would win that division just because they didn't play anyone all season. Like I think the only elite quarterback they played was Trevor Lawrence, and like yeah, so you should win your division if that's. They're a weird fucking team this year. That whole division is just kind of gross. Yeah, but the Buccaneers, I mean. I hate to say it, but Baker is playing some fucking phenomenal football I know, right now. Sad. <laughs> I, I kind of like to see Baker bake and not just. Make we him both. I I just did released him in Dynasty yeah. though, so it's tough to watch. <laughs> yeah, and Matt beat me with Baker. So. <laughs> Dude, I love Mike Evans, man. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And Mike Evans is a future Hall of Famer for Dude, sure. He's amazing. Did I, I tell you guys real quick, uh, my, you know how my dad traded me Drake London in Jet City? Oh, yeah, that's right. That actually might have won him the league because I started Drake London last minute over Amari Cooper. I took him out and oh, put my London God. in. So that, like, full circle is just like, God damn it. That's brutal. Your dad's going to choke. Dad's gonna choke and I'm gonna win. Uh, right. I, Come on. We'll see. I mean, just, me. just we'll can't. see. Would you rather see me beat your dad, or do you want to see your dad win? I mean, I, I, he's never won before, so. I've never won. And his team is like just always in a shambles. It seems like. Kyle said it actually pretty good. He was like, "I want to see uh, Saksucka win." Just to show you can just do a disgusting amount of trades and it'll actually work. <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. No, his I, strategy has been so schizophrenic, yeah. but I mean, he's. It would be cool to see him win just because, like, his team is so, like, moneyball esque. Yeah, it's just I like, know. how are you winning with these players? It doesn't make any <laughs> when sense. When you look at his team compared to my team, you're like, what? I got blown out. <laughs> I had a really bad week. Yeah, bad. Hey, a lot of fantasy is just bad. luck. It was no the first time I hadn't scored over 100 points in two years. Wow. It, yeah. That's what's cool about fantasy. It's like you, anyone can, if you make the playoffs, anyone can have a run. Yeah. Like, that's... Which also kind of makes me realize about Dynasty, I almost feel like I like the off season more because we study so much of the draft that it's like, there's so many like what if scenarios going on all off season that it's I'm I'm excited for the draft again. It, it makes this podcast more fun too because we especially when the Seahawks actually have a first round pick, which mm. we do this year, um, you really get to know like the whole next generation of players that are gonna come in. Yeah, it's it's always kind of cool seeing like what whenever we're watching like a random like game that comes on on Red Zone or whatever, and you see a name of. Uh, rookie that you read about in like the fourth round or something and you're like oh i I, like remember julius brents yeah i don't remember i think he's on the colts now but i saw or yeah i'm pretty sure he's on the colts but um i just remember seeing a highlight of him and i remember being like oh he's the guy that i wanted the seahawks to get but i think he was giving up a huge touchdown so i'm like (laughs) oh well (laughs) you guys know how you guys do that mock draft before yeah it's really fun that's yeah, like probably one of my favorite parts of doing the podcast i think yeah february through april is really fun and then it's so boring after the draft until <laughs> like july <laughs> yeah may and uh june are pre- and even most of july are pretty dead yeah but the only thing like you get excited about like training camp in the in july and then as soon as it happens you're like oh wait this is not exciting and, and then the week, preseason is the same thing then week one starts and then you blink and then the season's over yeah i can't believe we're sitting here with two weeks left i feel like we were just doing our season prediction like a month ago yeah it's well, just nice to still be in it and like not have a, a season where like you get to these final weeks and you're hopeless yeah yeah like imagine watching the titans the other day rooting for a five and nine team that w- will not make the playoffs when like, have we been in that situation where we the last time was hope. 2021 
when we went seven and ten. But even that year, we finished the game like the last five games. I think the Seahawks went like four and one or something. But so we didn't make the playoffs. No, because so they started off like three and nine. That was yeah. That was the year that caused us to trade Russ. Yeah, it was a disastrous yeah. season. Yeah. And it was nice, just to quickly go back to the Titans game, it was nice to finally see us win in Nashville. I've never seen that this whole time of being a fan. I don't know if... I don't remember any games in Nashville, I don't think. I think we played there during our 2005 Super Bowl season, but I don't remember... You're definitely right that we played them that year, because I remember the first game of that season we lost to Jacksonville on the road. Yeah, we played the AFC South that year. Yeah. I just, it's, I mean, it's been 18 fucking years since that season, so it's hard to remember. Yeah, I can't, I can't say that I do. And that was, like, the first year that I actually watched, like, every game. Me too. Yeah. I still didn't really understand the game. <laughs> yeah, I, there's still stuff in the game that I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're always making new fucking rules. Well, like, the, they're so obsessed with offsides on the offense this year because of fucking Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, just... I, the officials this year can seriously suck a dick. They've been so <laughs> terrible. Like They've just made the product worse this whole season. And I know we've talked about that on a few podcasts, but the point remains in this Titans game, oh my fucking God, Jake Bobo clearly catches a pass. Yeah. This that... back judge official that's 20 yards away from his back runs in and confidently is saying no catch. Dude, that was, Don't give uh, me that bullshit. That was, I can't believe they didn't overturn that because you saw... You saw his arm arms under... Completely under it. It was like, oh, yeah, good job uh, uh, doing a challenge, Pete. We're going to get that. Yeah, I couldn't sure. believe they didn't and, overturn that. And then the fact that they had to challenge the DK's DK catch, catch yeah. was outrageous. Yeah. Because then we were out of challenges for the game. I know. Because of them... Almost, what if we didn't have a challenge? Like, yeah, that, then like you're just means... you're just stuck looking at a clear touchdown that you can't challenge. Like they need to fix this shit, man. Yeah, they really that do. Was bad. Yeah, and you just know as we're getting close to the postseason here, something's gonna happen in this postseason. Like the Saints and the Rams, no pi call. You just know something like that is gonna happen this this playoff season. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Remember the year? Uh, well, obviously the year we lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Every NFC team that lost leading up to that game had a heartbreaking loss. Do you remember the Lions lost to the Cowboys on a no PI call? Oh yeah, then the Cowboys. Then the lost Cowboys to the lost to the Packers, and the Packers lost to us, and we lost to the Patriots. So like everyone got karma for winning a in a bullshit way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for our karma to bounce back from that interception, though. I mean, it kind of is. The Patriots out. suck. Now. Well, I mean, it, it's not. It's never gonna be. Well, Nothing got, will ever make it better. But yeah, they got three more Super Bowls after that. So. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, you got anything else? I think um, I think I've pretty. Oh, how could I forget? Joe fucking Flacco. Oh, oh my god. It's this is one of the coolest stories of the last few years, in my opinion. Like, he also guy, looks kind of young for some reason. I feel like, I don't know, I was seeing him on the sideline, and I was like, I thought you were way grayer than that. He's playing young. Uh, to me, when I saw him, I was like, ooh, he looks like an old man. <laughs> really? I don't know. I, he doesn't look like Rogers old to me. I don't know. Does he That's look true. that old to you? I, Dude, there's a, there's he a looks like he's almost 40. 
Yeah. There's a hilarious uh, video from that. Um, it's just a clip, and it's like when you put up 34 points and it's past your bed. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, oh He looked like, like he was like nodding off, yeah. <laughs> well, I just feel like it's, it's so fun to watch because you're watching a guy that just has literally nothing to lose. He's already won. He's already had a whole career. He's already had like a ring of honor for the Ravens career and been a journeyman backup for a few years now, and he's just out there fucking slinging it. Who's like, the guy that almost um, died from that leg? Um, in like he like Alex he, Smith. He's okay. Yeah. Oh Joe yeah. Flacco reminds me of Alex Smith a little bit, like coming back, being old guy, and just playing great football. It reminds you know, me of Kurt Warner with the Cardinals coming back, because you know people forget, but Kurt Warner was like, people thought he was like done, like oh, yeah. four years before he went back to the Super Bowl with the Cardinals, and he was like. Also, like thirty-seven or something during that renaissance of his career, but it's it's just it makes the Browns so much more watchable because Joe Flacco is someone I can easily root for, especially given the circumstances. Njoku, Yeah, he's on, he's going off, and just the disparity of watching him versus Deshaun Watson, aka the Predator, it's a it's a pretty big gap. It's weird that the Browns could potentially go to the Super Bowl. They could win it all. Really, all they needed this whole year was good quarterback play, and now they're getting it out of 38-year-old Joe Flacco, who just about a year ago, when I was at the Seahawks-Jets home game, I took a video of Joe Flacco on the sideline because he was the Jets' backup, and mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. Like, Man, like I think Robert Sala is a good coach, but how did you not see that this whole time Joe Flacco was your best option? I don't know. Yeah, because he was there for two years. Yeah. And they could have had him immediately after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. They could have called up Joe Flacco, and he would have been like, yeah, sure. Captain Flacco. Well, (laughs) I mean, I guess you. one thing you can say about the Browns, though, that you can't really about the Jets is I think that the Browns have better weapons than the Jets. Would you disagree? I mean, the Jets have Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, but who else do they have? The Packers practice squad? I agree. I agree. Because the Browns are loaded, man. Even Elijah Moore is their like wide receiver three or oh, whatever Moore's he is. Player, yeah. Which I hope he's okay. He got hurt pretty bad in that game. You get a head injury or something? Yeah, he, got, he had to be taken to the hospital for a concussion. Oh, Jesus. Shit, yeah, but, but the like I was saying, like the Browns, yeah, they have the two running backs. Well, Nick Chubb, hopefully he comes back healthy. But they have Jerome Ford is, I mean, he plugged right in and he's playing ridiculous yeah so yeah i think the browns could make a run and the afc playoff games are going to be really fun to watch this year i think Uh, yeah i think it's going to be a really fun playoff bracket the only way that the playoffs suck on the nfc side and not only just because i'm a seahawks fan but if the seahawks don't make it in a stupid team like the fucking saints or the Vikings make it over us, that's going to be so lame. Cause I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it is either, but it's just it's unfortunate that we fumbled around so much in the middle of the season because if we do mid- barely miss the playoffs this year, it's just going to make the whole bracket less fun for NFL fans because it's very clear the Vikings, the Saints, the Falcons, the Packers, those teams aren't going anywhere this year. Yeah, agreed. Um I wanted to, to oh yeah the uh, the Chiefs. I'm really hoping that they can maybe drop another game because if they do, they could potentially wind up with a four seed, 
I'd have to play the Browns in the first round. Oh, wouldn't you love to see the Browns take them off? That Dude. would be first so round? awesome if the Browns took yeah, them I, out. And I think oh. that the Browns, you put them on a neutral field with the Chiefs right now, I think the Browns went by 10 points, honestly. The Chiefs look terrible. Dude, Kelsey has not been... What's been he hasn't looked the same ever since that injury against Minnesota. Well, he's, you know, he's 34 or something. Yeah. Like... He better, oh man, dude, like that's why my team in fantasy was so good because I had Kelsey getting 20 points and he's fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <clears throat> yeah, but, it's definitely going to be interesting because, you know, the Ravens on the AFC look like the team to beat right now, but I really feel like this whole thing is wide open other than the 49ers are probably going to be in the Super Bowl. I do kind of think Lamar Jackson, when I watch him in interviews and watch him on the field even, he does seem like he's a lot more mature than he was in that MVP season when they mm. got bounced immediately. Oh, he was I, like 22 in his MVP season. Yeah, I feel like he's I feel like he has the capabilities of taking them to the Super Bowl this year. Dude, when he's on it, He's the hardest quarterback to stop I think I've ever seen. Not not the best, but like just he he makes more plays that make you just think like how is this even fair playing against this guy? Well, and we forgot to mention Ryan. How could we have forgotten to mention the farmer throwing four interceptions? <laughs> <laughs> the farmer. The farmer. Yeah, that was great to watch. Yeah. I, I enjoyed every one of those interceptions so dearly my i will the, always remember the only this. thing that bummed me out about it is that he didn't throw five <laughs> he almost did <laughs> like immediately after the first half he threw a pass behind debo and it just hit the defender in the chest i i don't know i i don't think brock is like a fraud or anything but i think it's like that's what can happen when the fucking game isn't going perfectly for you, you which it has on brock who yeah, I mean it's it's been like worry-free football for the Niners all season besides the games they've lost. He's better th- they can't bend. He's better now. than Jimmy Garoppolo, but he reminds me a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he's efficient, but when there is pressure on him, he's going to crumble like it's a like Nutri-Grain. If you, if you gave Jimmy Garoppolo like a plus 1 in every attribute but just one, then you have Brock Purdy. Yeah, oh, I would yeah. agree because he's like all across the board better than Jimmy G, and in that offense, he's a really good fit. But it's like, yeah, he's not. You know, Cam's what? game changer take is looking a little better. He the only thing he's not is more handsome than than Jimmy. True. I, I'll give him that. I don't know if anybody has that though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, I think that's about uh, all I got for this one. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, pull out the dub against Pittsburgh and um, remain them winless in our stadium. That would be great. Watching them win in our home stadium would be a horrible start to the new year. So My mom is going to the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so she's a Steelers fan. Oh, uh, brother. To those that don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Yep, see you next time.